internal podcast is back. Well, the Wednesday internal podcast. It's been a while since I've done this, so you can tell I don't have my intro dialed in. <laughs> uh, but this is Alex Horton on the Wednesday internal podcast. I am excited to welcome back my friend, Kate. Um, Kate, would you talk about... I've actually never said your last name in out loud. Is it Gangle? It is Gangle. Okay. Good I job. almost said it, and then I'm like, man, that would be really embarrassing. <laughs> um, I'm here with my friend, Kate Gangle. She is... Project manager, base camp queen, um, number of things. Uh, before we get into like more people, just friends talking stuff, can you talk real quick about like what you do at BuildWit to make sure everybody's life goes okay? Yeah, definitely. Um, so my role at BuildWit has definitely evolved quite a bit since I started. Um, I I came on as project manager, so you know my title's never really changed. Um, at the very beginning, there was a lot of need just to help communicate with partners and whatnot. So I kind of took on a bit of a hybrid project management, account manager role. Um, and then once we built out the brand team, um, brought in Clay and Caitlin and Claire and Ellie, and they were really able to take that and run with it, I was able to take a step back and focus on project management. So I spend the majority of my time um, looking at what we've got going on, um, looking out for any potential roadblocks where we're gonna just gonna have too much work at one time, and trying to get ahead of that and make sure that we are are pacing at a at a rate that people aren't going to get burnt out, um, that we're not going to be missing deadlines, and that we are giving ourselves enough time to provide the partners the best possible work that we can. We're all very thankful for your role in all of that. <laughs> um, Kit, I feel like there was a time where you and I communicated a lot via Basecamp. And then um, for the most, for most of 2021, you and I have not, I feel like our, our build relationship has mostly been social. Yeah, I would agree with that. Or us talking about wanting to be antisocial. Lots of that. Yeah, definitely lots of that. Um, I, I definitely feel like we certainly have some um, similarities personality wise. I think you and I both understand and recognize the value of boundaries. So I'm very, very cool with that. Um, okay, so we've talked a little bit about you, like what you do at Build It. So now I want to hear like the Kate Gangle story. So like, where did you grow up? I grew up in Kansas. Um, I'm sure some people have heard me say this before. I was originally born in Nebraska. It's very important to me. Um, mostly because that's, you know, my tie to being a Husker fan since sure. I um, unfortunately did not go to school there. But... Born in Nebraska, back and forth between Nebraska and Kansas when I was little, and then ultimately ended up growing up in in Wichita. And I stayed in Wichita for college, and I was there until I came out here to Phoenix. So how old were you when you moved to Phoenix? Ooh, um, like, was that reasonably recent? I mean, I mean, recent enough that I would I would say it's not polite to ask a lady her age. Got it, okay. Um, well, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't I know was, if that was 22 and one no, day old. No, I think I was 26 or 26. Uh, I think I was 27. Got it. I'm 31 now. Okay. And I've been here about four years. So nice. that tracks. Cool, cool, cool. Math. Um, I referenced you on my very first internal BuildWit podcast. Mm -hmm. Not internal. It was an external podcast. The first Monday edition Dirt Talk that I ever did. Um, and I feel like on that episode, I was like really nervous. Had like a lot of anxiety. And I, I somehow referenced you as a corn husker and Aaron like kind of came at me. He's like, dude, 
She's from Kansas. You can't say that about people. <laughs> like, yeah, but I, I feel like they're, I've, I swear I've seen Nebraska stuff like uh, on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. No, I, I remember this. Oh, I love it. Um, and so I was very thankful when like all of my uh, assumptions about you were true. Yes. Yes. Um, so why not a Wichita State fan? Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm not a Wichita State fan. Um, I danced there in college all four years. So I went to every single basketball game. Um, Wichita State doesn't have a football team. They, oh. um, similar to um, Marshall University, they sure. lost half of their team in a plane crash. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was very sad. So, and they continued the, this was all well well before my time. Um, they continued the program for a few years after that and they just never really got the momentum back from losing, you know, the team and 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 coaches. Um, so they just, they did away with the football team. And, you know, as long as I've lived in Wichita, they didn't have one. So it was easy to, you know, maintain my my fandom with Nebraska. And then, and it, and Nebraska's still not, well, they're not great at any sport at sure. the moment. Um, they were great in the 90s at football. They were great at the 90s. And we we will come back. Mark sure. my words, we will make a comeback. Um, but they've never been, they've never been great at basketball. Like they, they've never, they've been to the NCAA tournament, but they've never won a game in it. Not a single game. You've never won? Never won a game in the NCAA tournament. Okay. Um, so I... Um, it, it didn't really matter. You know, they didn't, they didn't cross over. So I, I liked Nebraska football and I liked Wichita State basketball. We'll say one time when I was in college and I was dancing, they ended up playing each other in the NIT tournament. The, you know, like you didn't make the NCAA, but you know, thanks for coming. Um, and I remember asking my dad, I was like, who are you, who are you going to root for? And he was like, well, he was like, I'm going to be honest. I have to root for Nebraska. Like they put a roof over my head. At the time, you know, still very much dependent on my parents. I was like, well, by that logic, I should be cheered for Nebraska too. Yeah. <laughs> so what is what did your dad mean by Nebraska Nebraska put a roof over his head? He oh, was my dad educated. Went, yes. Okay. He went, he got his his undergrad and his master's at, at Nebraska. I couldn't tell if he was making a reference to the basketball team built him a house. No, 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 no. It's like, man. They might be better at that than play basketball, though. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a great story. Um, I, what I will say about Wichita State is a, a very cool looking mascot, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, Wooshock? I didn't even know what it was called. Um, I just know that I like the look and vibe. I have put that mascot costume on before. R- have you really? I have. It's very hot. <laughs> I'm sure and it very hot heavy. Real fast. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> um, I've, I've got a friend who we like, our, we have a text chain that's primarily for comments about college mascots. Okay. Just like, you know, a random mascot will show up on like college game day on Saturday and I'll be like, man, the Nittany lion does not have it. <laughs> and it just like stupid stuff. But, uh, which I'll say just come up on that group chat before. Um, okay. So there's something interesting about, and if this isn't appropriate for the podcast, you just go ahead and Oh, it's it always out. appropriate. Yeah. But I mean, obviously it's the Wichita State shockers and some of us are probably aware of multiple meanings for the shocker. Sure, I was in high school before. Right, exactly. We all were. Well, we also have a hand a hand gesture for it. I mean, you can see obviously because you're right in front of me, and it's it's so it's it's double U for woo, right? But obviously, it means the other as well. There's some dual meaning there. And what's funny to me is, and I didn't realize this until I lived here. So it is one finger away from being the forks up that ASU uses, and nobody says anything about that. Dude, what do they do? 
I feel like I've seen like Caitlin and like do this like forks up thing. And so, wait. So, Wichita State, you have to leave the thumb out. Got it. And our big thing is like without. Well, that's definitely straight up the shocker. That's what we say. We're like, without the thumb, it's just the shocker. It's actually the shocker. But we, so when we would go to nationals at Disney World, um, you know, they take pictures on roller coasters and whatnot. And so we would try and throw the shocker. Of course. And they wouldn't even put our pictures up. And we would try and plead with them and like, you know, show them the W thing and this and that. And it was, it was always a thing. I just, I, I find it interesting that. ASU uses the actual hand gesture. And I mean, I'm sure they can't do it at Disney World either. But in general, no one seems to talk about it. But I mean, I recognize that tying the hand gesture with the name. It's a little much. It's a little much. Um, Technically, they are the wheat shockers. That's something I did not know, but a good bit of uh, of trivia. Okay, so you danced at Wichita State? I like did. dance team? Dance team, yes. Okay. Yes. That's not related to like cheerleading at all. First of all, I appreciate how delicately you broach the subject. It says some dancers and cheerleaders are very, very particular about getting it right. Sure. Um, def- but, but at the collegiate level, they're definitely related. Like any, any big school, they're going to have um, a spirit squad, which consists of the cheer team, which most colleges also have multiple cheer teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the dance team, the mascot falls under it, sometimes the band. Um, so definitely the, at, at the collegiate level, they're related. Okay. And so you did that for the basketball team because they didn't have a football team. Right. Um, so like during gameplay, y'all are just like chilling. And then you do like a, a song on the floor at halftime. Was that like what that was? Um, so we, we were on the sidelines for the entire game. Okay. Um, so it was like cheerleaders on one side, we were on the other side. Um, and we got to sit on like the bench side, which was actually pretty cool because yeah. we're like right by the team. Um, and so we'd we'd be there for the for the whole game and we'd dance during any timeouts. We actually didn't uh, we didn't do every halftime. You know, a lot of colleges will uh like hire acts to come in for. Yeah, like a a, a dog and a guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we we had that. Um so we would do some Half times we would sometimes we would dance pregame before the game. Got it. I actually I preferred the sidelines. I like I like sports, so I liked getting to watch the game. And if we did dance at halftime, we would have to leave halfway through the first half to go like warm up and practice. And so then we'd like miss part of the game. And um I I I preferred the the sidelines. So by the time I was a junior, I did my freshman and sophomore year, I didn't do every game. And then my junior and senior year, I did every game. Um and then my senior year, I was the captain, so I would call the call the different dances that we sure. do at at timeouts and whatnot. Very cool. Um, but it was it was really exciting. And Wichita State was really good then. You know, we had our. Um, I mean, they didn't win a game in the national in March Madness, but. Well, they went to the final four my senior year, and so then. Wait, I, you said that they've never won. Nebraska's a, never won. Oh, got yeah, it. Wichita got it, got State it, got is it. a good basketball. That's what I was program. gonna say. I'm like, I'm I, that doesn't sound familiar yeah. to me. Okay. No, but they, so the year they played Nebraska, um, which I say won the NIT that year. And then the following year, they went to the final four, uh, which is cool. It was down in Atlanta. And I, I, um, it was actually my uh, senior and a half year. So I wasn't dancing anymore, but I did go down to Atlanta with a girlfriend nice. and it was really cool to, you know, drive 14 hours to watch us lose. But, you know, sure. such is life. Um, a senior and a half year, a lot of people call that a victory lap. Never heard that, but I like that better. Um, it was. It makes you feel a little bit better, yeah. you know. It's like it was going so great. 
I can well, stay a little bit longer. Well, what's really embarrassing is I graduated from high school already with 24 credit hours. So like six hours shy of being a sophomore. And it still, and still took still me four it. and a half years. <laughs> uh, okay. That tells, that tells I mean, a good it, it story. doesn't help. I had to take Spanish three times, but like the same Spanish class three times. I, uh, I never failed. I would just drop it because I knew I was going to fail. A, a classic draw, drop or a withdrawal <laughs> if you wait yes. too long and forget about it. Love that. The the dancing thing is interesting. Very cool. I feel like I've heard you like vaguely reference it before, but I've never asked you about it. Honestly, as much as I loved dancing, I, 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 I went back and coached at my high school for four years after I graduated. And that is definitely like the highlight of my entire dance career was coaching, not dancing. Yeah. Um, and it, and beyond that, it was less about the dancing. It was more about the girls. I yeah. would, I would tell my girls at the beginning of every season, um, I would say if, if you come onto my team as a freshman and leave as a senior, and your dance skills don't really improve, but you, you know, you feel confident about going into the world. You have a good head on your shoulders and I contributed anything in that. Then I did my job. You know, I was like, be, dance is temporary for most people, but being a good person is forever. I love that. I think one thing that like I always found really valuable when I was like high school aged was young adults who gave a shit about me. And so I love that you're talking about that and how that kind of really mattered to you. Because I can relate to that. That's cool. Um, I, throughout college, did um, like every summer music directed, uh, like summer youth theater. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and it was kind of the same thing where it was like at the at the end of the summer and, you know, we certainly had plenty of kids who were there all. I guess they only did it for three years. But had like a lot of the same kids all three years. And it's like, I hope that y'all like love this more because of just like getting to hang out with me and working on stuff with yeah. me, you know, like that, that was kind of what I was like going for. So I love that you talk about that too. Um, so do you do any, are you related? Let me try that again. So do you do anything that's like tangentially related to the dance stuff anymore? Is that like just like gone in your I life? I don't know what tangentially means. Uh, do you any, do you do anything dance adjacent any, anymore? Anymore. No. Um, I don't. I I don't really have any desire to get back into dancing myself. I went to one adult tap class um, with a former coworker when I first moved here and hated it. To be fair, I didn't like tap even when I was a dancer, and I like I quit as soon as I was allowed to quit tap. Um, Those pullbacks really get you, you know. Yeah, they do. They really do. Um, so not not my jam. Uh, but I still, like, I thought they offered, like, like hip-hop classes and other things. And I was like, maybe. And I was like, you know, I, I think that part of my, you know, my, that, that chapter is closed. But I definitely open to the idea of coaching again someday. Love it. Cool. Um, okay. So you moved to Arizona. You're not coaching dance at all. Um, what do you spend your time doing when you're not working? Um, well, it, it largely depends on the time of year. I am, um, shamelessly good friends with my parents. So I love hanging out with them. They are snowbirds, so they are not here year round. Um, so I'll spend a lot of time with them when they are. And I hang out with my friends. Um, I love a good Netflix binge. Don't we all? I don't know why we have to pretend like we don't just like binge watch TV in our free time. I know not everyone does, but like. A lot of people. A do. lot of people do. Um, so I like that. 
But I'll be honest, I I'm definitely not as trendy with the binge watching and what I consume in general. Like there are a lot of shows that I've never watched. Um, and I still like DVR primetime shows, like all the Chicago shows and Grey's Anatomy and all that, that nonsense <laughs> that I'm sure everyone else is like, yeah, my grandma watches that. Like, well, me too. And I, I love it. Do, uh, do you watch a lot of Big Bang Theory? I do love the Big yeah, Bang I Theory. Figured. I mean, who doesn't? Well, I mean, I know plenty of people, but it's also America's <laughs> number one show, apparently, or whatever. Um, I feel like, do you watch NCIS? I do not. Okay. That I can go in on that one then. Um, there For years, that was like America's number one show. Right. And I, my only response was, how? I don't know anyone who's ever watched that show. My and yet, Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> the, the, the only people who watch shows live on television on the channel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm certainly not giving anybody any stats since I'm like signed in on every single app. Yeah. Oh, my parents will be like, my mom will ask my dad, like, oh, what's on TV tonight? And I'm like, I don't. I don't even know what night the shows that I do like, watch are on. Whatever the hell I want to watch, I it's just, on. W- when they show up on Hulu as like a new episode, I watch it. You know, I, I don't know what nights they're on. So you're not DVRing those things. You're just watching them on Hulu or whatever. Or you're straight up like, oh, I cannot miss this episode of Chicago PD. <laughs> so uh, my apartment complex actually forces us to have direct TV. So I do technically DVR. But if not, I would just, I was Hulu before. And when I move out of this apartment, I will live that Hulu life again. So they force you to buy DirecTV. Yeah. They, so you have like your rent and then this entertainment package that includes our TV and internet. And I'd lived somewhere before where the internet was rolled in. And honestly, I was fine with it. Cause if not, you know, like you get that great introductory rate and then you either like just get fucked six months later or you have to call them and negotiate and it's a pain in the ass and nobody wants to do that. Or they call you and like, hey, we have a great deal for you if you want to upgrade. I'm like, didn't you call me last month right. and we did this already? Right. I'm like, oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So it's nice that like we don't handle that. And it's basically the the rate for internet is somewhere in between what the introductory rates always are and then, you know, what they try and do later. So it's one less thing for me to worry about. This particular one, they include direct TV though, which sucks because it makes the whole package more expensive. You can't opt out of it. Um so it's like, I mean, yeah, I don't have to plug it in, but I'm paying for it either way. So I might as well. And the 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 only the only real like upside to it, if you ask me, is that I could watch it live or like record it and then still watch the same day. Whereas Hulu, you have to wait till the next day. But mm-hmm. I mean, who does care? That's the thing. Um, you mentioned that you do like sports. Do you watch or follow any other sports besides Nebraska football? Indoor basketball and Wichita basketball? Um, you can pretty much talk me into watching any football game. I don't, you know, per, I would definitely say it's my favorite sport. So I don't, I'll watch anyone play. I don't have to be super invested in either team. I don't necessarily have an NFL team that I, you know, follow really closely. I like the Chiefs because, you know, they're... Close-ish. Close-ish, but um, I don't... My my mood is not affected at all if they win or lose. Um. I'm not a huge baseball fan. Um, I find it to be kind of boring. Like, I I recognize that hitting a baseball is, like, the hardest thing to do in sports, yada, yada, yada. But other than that, I, I like, they just kind of stand around a lot, and I get bored. And also, like, you learn baseball, softball, whatever, in elementary school, and it's like, three strikes and you're out. Like, you get three chances. <laughs> We're going to throw the ball three times. If you don't hit it, like, you're done. And people will be at bat for, like, 19 pitches. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? 
Like you didn't hit the ball. Go sit down. Yeah. And I I can't see the difference between a ball and a strike and whatever. So I I just when I don't understand something, I seek to understand it. And if I can't, then I'm like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of did that with baseball. Unfortunately, my boyfriend is a big Red Sox fan. So, like, especially right now with them in the playoffs, I'm trying to, like... You're like, babe, like, (laughs) man, wasn't it so impressive about how the Red Sox won? (laughs) (laughs) One time I called runs points to my dad. That's tough. Yeah, I haven't lived that one down. (laughs) That's a tough look. You can't really... Oh, man, that's brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So... In addition to watching TV, anything else that you like spending your time on? I mean, you said hanging out with your parents. Um, actually, where in the Phoenix area do your parents live when they're here? They also live in Gilbert. We just live in like literally the most opposite corners of Gilbert. So it still takes me half an hour to get to their house. Do they live in like a retirement-y place? Uh, 55 and better community is what they like to call it. 55 and better. Yes. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um... I do have friends too, like aside from my parents. I do, I do have friends sure. that I, you know, I sing the karaoke with mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of a homebody. So I don't, I give every once in a while, I'll get a, a wild hair and I'll want to, you know, go tear shit up. But most of the time I just, what's here? And I'm like, people can come over and, you know, like leave my nine, but come over and hang out. And I just, like, I want to be comfortable. Uh, now, are you somebody to like tell people it's time to leave? Or are you like looking for ways to say that in a nice way? Um, or the expectation is that people know you don't stay late at Kate's house. It's really more like the expectation that that people don't know. But also like, especially here in Arizona, you know, I don't, I don't know the best way to say this. So in Wichita, I, I obviously have my like, my, my close circle of friends, you know. But I have so many other friends that I was close with at one point or were, you know, like from high school, from college whatever. And so the likelihood of me having somebody over to my house, if I lived there that I didn't necessarily like want for a long time is a lot higher than here. Here, anyone that comes over is definitely in my inner circle and my, you know, my, my boundaries are slightly different, you know, for those people. And so one, yes, they just realize like, okay, Kate's done. It's time to go. But I also am usually less bothered by the, by them being there. Sure. And you know, I, I definitely value conversation of substance. So normally if somebody's at my house, like we're having great conversation. And so I'm less likely to be like, all right, you know, get out. Now, if we're, if we're struggling to make conversation and it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night and I want to go to bed, then I'll be like, I'm going to go to bed. You can sleep on my couch or you can go home. That's uh, that sends a pretty good message. You know, be like, here's, here's what's up. Yep. You're free to stay, but I will not be here with you. Right. I think that's right. Um, what is something that like just like brings you a lot of joy in your life? Maybe let's say not people in addition to people. It's awful, but. You could say Riley if you want to. I mean, of course, Riley. That was the first thing that came to my head was Riley. It brings me a lot of joy. Um, I do love a good book. I I really, I think the times that I feel the most joy is when I'm able to like really disconnect. And I, I think that's something that I've realized about myself um, lately, like really in the past couple months, that I I not only need time to disconnect, to decompress, but it it I, I'm a happier person when I let myself do it. 
I am a happier person when I just say like, I'm, I'm not going to answer anyone's texts, anyone's calls, anything today. I like no questions. Like I, I, last week I, I ended up having kind of like a no questions day and it was great. You know, afterwards I was like, I feel so much better. I did something for me. So I don't know if that's a great answer, but I, th- I, love, I, th- I love that. I think part of it is what also brings me related to people, brings me a lot of joy is, is helping people and, and, and people, um, getting to see them thrive. You know, like I, I, I tell people all the time, one of the reasons I like being a project manager, and especially here at Buildwood is I get to kind of like help in a lot of different areas. And, um, you know, it's funny, Dustin just walked in cause I've said this to him when I worked with him before, like, I want to make your job easier. So if there's something that I can take off your plate so that you can truly just like be creative and focus on that, that, that makes me happy because you are happy. And, you know, I, so, but on the flip side, it can get overwhelming, you know, my, for, you, for me. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had this epiphany also lately, like my, my favorite thing about my job and about my personality is also one of the biggest downfalls because I, I often don't, I either don't recognize myself or I don't speak up soon enough that like I am, I'm reaching my breaking point and breaking point's not even the right word, but like reaching my limit. And so once I, I reach that limit, then I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to help anybody. And it's, it's something that I struggle with internally because it's like, you love this, but also you hate it. And so I'm trying to like find that balance between getting to give what I, all that I want to give without, you know, emptying my cup entirely. Yeah, I feel you there. I'm with you. I think it's hard to, well, I would say from my perspective that I I don't know that I'm necessarily a people pleaser, but I am a, I would love to, if there's something I can do to like make your deal a lot better. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. That feeling and that, like, role in someone else's life. Um, however, I think I sometimes, like, emotionally attach myself to that process and that feeling. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of unfair to both me and the other person. But and then also just, like, why do I feel so gassed after doing something for this person that may, may or may not have made their life or day or the way they do their job or whatever right. it makes that better. But like now I'm so like wiped out. Like was, was that worth it for me or worth it yeah. for us or our relationship or whatever it is? Um, so I'm with you there. That's weird. I think empathy is both very rewarding and very draining. And you don't, you often don't know which one it's going to be until you're done being empathetic. Do you know what your Enneagram number is? I can never remember that one. Um, I'd have to pull up my phone and look. I was, I know the uh, the Myers Briggs one. I always know I'm INFJ, but I can't ever remember the Instagram one. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> INFJ for life over yes. here. Uh, that totally tracks. Um, I switched. I was I was one of those people that in my early twenties I was ENFJ, and then I you know took it again around the time when I moved, and it had it had changed. I have plenty of people in my life who would swear that I'm an extrovert. And yet, the when friends get to know me more, they're like, "Oh, never mind. You actually are like tired now after us hanging out." I'm like, "Yeah, I like it, but it's I'm very tired and I'm ready for it to be over." Yeah, I so one of my best friends from back home just moved here. She's originally from here, um, but she went to a birthday party with me for one of my friends here, and 
we were, it was ridiculous. She like, I mean, it was like a Vegas pool party in her backyard, but that's my friend. She's very extra and love her. But so we're like in the pool and we're all hanging out. And obviously I, my new, my, my friend that just moved here didn't know anyone. And I, I didn't know half the people there either. This party was huge, but still people would come up and, and talk to me. And I, at one point, this girl came floating by me and asked me like the dumbest question, but like what she should get to drink next. I was like, I don't, I don't care, whatever you want. And I'm trying to like, problem solve this not real fucking problem with her. And I was like irritated. Obviously when she left and I turn around and I'm like, I, I was like, I don't understand why people keep talking to me. I was like, do I not give off the vibe that like, I don't want to talk. And my friend was like, you don't. She was like, I've actually been very like taken aback by this. She was like, you, you are a different person here. You definitely mm-hmm give off an outgoing vibe here and like a come talk to me vibe. She was like, back home, no, you never, nobody approached you because you gave off the vibe of like, just don't fuck with me. Interesting. But, and I was like, and I was thinking about it. I was like, well, yeah, like I moved here and I didn't know anybody. So I had to be, to be more going. The friends that I made, I, um, I was at the pool and date my first apartment complex and I had a friend from back home visiting me and I was like, I got to make friends. I was like, I have to make friends. I was like, these people in the pool seem cool. So what we're going to do, we're going to eavesdrop on their conversation until there's something that I can like relate to and we're just going to jump right in. Just going to force our way in, start a conversation. And I mean, it worked. And now she's, you know, one of my my dearest friends. But that's not, that's not something that I, I do normally. And like, I'm in a different apartment complex now and I haven't done it. I'm like, nope, I made my friends. I'm all set. I'm good. Um, when I moved to Nashville, uh, when I was like 22, um, I had this like attitude of like, I've got enough friends. Mm-hmm. And so for years, I wasn't like, you know, I didn't shut people down, but it was just like, I didn't pour into any relationships. I'm like, I got good friends. Yeah. But like none of them lived there. Right. <laughs> and have ever lived in Nashville. <laughs> any of my like, and so, and I like my like core group of like three other guys, like I've still talked to most days. And, you know, those are like very um, like precious relationships to me. <laughs> but like, it didn't, I wasn't just going to happen to me to make friends, you know, right. in, in Nashville. It's like, okay, I need to be serious and intentional about this. And I, I love your, like, I'm going to just, you know, eavesdrop till they say something that I know something about. Right. Because that's like every party I've ever been to. It's like, oh, oh, you, you, you like college football too? I like college football right. or whatever right. it is, right. you know? Um, and But it's, I feel like usually when that happens, it's never something I actually know something about. It's something that like I can say a couple of buzzwords that are related to it to right. get in the conversation. And then hope that it changes. And hope that it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like sometimes happens to me when I'm like on a job site or something with BuildWit where it's like, I want to, I'm here to, to learn, but I also don't want anybody to be like, oh, that guy's a fucking idiot. Right. So it's like, <laughs> I need to like drop a couple of like the terms. Right. And like put out the right vibe. Right. And then, like, we can, like, we can kind of get into a, a mode where I can ask questions and they, you know, speak into that. But that's funny that you say that. Um, I feel like the ladies that build it have a slight advantage in that particular situation. I feel like there's less expectation for us to, like, know things on a job site. Whereas, because we have such a mix of, like, dirt people and, and marketing people or whatever background... Um, on the on the, the male side, if you will, they they just assume like, oh, he must be a dirt guy, and he may or may not be, 
but I just, the assumption I don't feel like is automatically made for the females. That's probably true. Um, I would say the, that assumption is especially true for me because the first two days I ever spent on job sites, multiple like operators or whoever that were on those job sites for our partners asked me if I was a former operator. Yeah. Because he's going to look like you'd be. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I'm both bigger and hairier than you. Yeah, I guess that tracks. Um, but you know, it's like, no, actually I went to theater school. So right. it's the same thing. This is the same yeah. thing basically. Yeah. Um, so I'm very thankful you came on the BuildWit internal podcast. Thank you. I'm glad you had me. I know. I'm, I feel like, well, I don't feel like this is true. Uh, there was a space in those sense. <laughs> I don't feel like space, period. The, the thing I'm about to say is true. Okay. This is probably the longest, most, or longest, least interrupted conversation you've ever, you and I have ever had. I de- definitely. I'm pleased with. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the reason why I like doing these because it's like, you know, when we're all together and like the, the team, like meetings we've had, like you do get some like talk time with people. Yeah. But there's just like so much stuff going on that it's bits and pieces. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's hard to like sit and chat and not be like, well, we're going to be at this next thing. You know, in five minutes, we got to make sure we go to dinner or we're going to make sure to go to the next whatever it is. Um, you were one of the first people I remember like meeting at BuildWit that I didn't, you know, already know because I came to the first team meeting and Lori and Chase were at their NACO hotel meeting and so I didn't know anyone and you and I were going on site visits and stuff together. So I got to, you know, kind of talk to you and, you know, when you weren't doing whatever you had to do for Vite's website in your car, but. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel, I, you know, we, we go way back in, in, in build what time we go way back. I know. And what's funny, I remember that job site, we actually didn't end up seeing anything because it's like, well, it's too wet. We're actually not going to do any work. Yeah. So we just went out there and stood around for 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. It was something that like, I mean, I didn't even build the site. Obviously, Shay did that. But it was, there was something that it's like, hey, that such and such thing's not working. I'm like, I would love to get in my car and work on this for you right I, now. And I think, I think it was definitely something that was like an issue in their internal IT department. Yeah, it was like something I had no access to. It's like, I would love to so work like, on this. You were, you were like helping so that it, you know, to make it clear that like we were willing to help, but it wasn't us that they needed. Yeah, I, I, I'm now like, it's much clearer to me now. I'm remembering it. Um, as I was driving home, I got like another email from one of their like tech IT people that was like, actually, we know where we're supposed to go now. Thanks. I was like, thumbs up. <laughs> Glad you all worked it out. Super. Yeah. Um, but that's just how it is. You know, yeah. we're, just, we're just jumping in two feet into the deep end, just trying to uh, make it happen. You know, that's, that's my favorite thing about BuildWit. We will, if it, if it needs to get done, if it's the right thing to do, we'll find a way. And I like that. I think those two things are as important as the other. I don't think we can't, and this is just a build with anything. It's probably just like a good life thing. If it needs to be done, I don't think is a good enough like qualifier for most yeah. things in, in life. If it needs to be done and it's the right thing to do, let's do it. Yeah. Just like, you know, me getting to do a podcast with you. It needs to be done, but it's the right thing to do. <laughs> Um, Kate, thanks so much for doing the podcast Thank with me. This for was, having me. This was fun, pal. Um, thanks to the team who listened to us talk about all kinds of fun stuff. Um, look, looking forward to having the next uh, BuildWit team member on next week's, I guess it's going to be two weeks from now, 
on the next Wednesday internal episode. Um, for Kate Gangle, this is Alex Horton. Thanks, y'all.